Somewhere out there, there's a man on a park bench eating his 500th PB&J. He has no idea Papa John's has new papadillas that are way better than a boring sandwich. With Papa John's best meats, cheeses, and veggies hand-folded into a crispy flatbread crust. Someone better tell that man. Get a new papadilla in one of four flavors for just six bucks. Better ingredients, better pizza, better than a sandwich. Papa John's. Not valid with discounts, fees, and taxes. Extra prices may vary. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast continues to enjoy inclusion on lists of the best podcasts to listen to and continues to gain recognition as a great resource for small business owners, sales professionals, entrepreneurs, uh, business leaders of all sorts. And that is because of the guests who join me for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. That way you can get the information that you need uh, to take back into your business so that you can do better things. Today is no different. Today my guest is Chris Muroff. Chris has spent more than 25 years supporting leaders in education at both the campus and district levels. Through his work in 17 states and across thousands of school districts, he's seen firsthand the frustration administrators feel when their efforts don't produce the alignment they desire. He's made a career of testing new leadership ideas to see what works and what doesn't in service-oriented leadership. His business, Alignment Leadership Consulting, exists to teach leaders how they can boldly pursue a workplace culture that prioritizes employee fulfillment. Chris is also the author of Align, Four Simple Steps for Leaders to Create Employee Fulfillment. Thanks so much for joining me today, Chris. Thanks for having me on. I am uh, happy to be having this conversation with you. Leadership, especially these days, I think is, is such a big topic. And um, I, I would really like to start with asking you to explain, if you would, what alignment leadership is. Alignment leadership is uh, basically a strategy um, that um, allows for 
employees, leaders uh, to really understand what success can look like um, in any organization. Uh, the strategy is really built on a, a concept that people have value, not just what they do. And so when you can create a path and you stop kind of this moving target of, um, you know, how can I as an employee really live out the gifts and talents that I have in a way that aligns to what my job is, um, what my supervisor or leader is wanting me to do. In other words, how can I live in certainty um, that I'm doing the right things at the right time? And so alignment leadership is really designed um, to allow your employees to feel like they're succeeding, feeling like, feeling like they're winning every single day. I just love that. Uh, it's, I, I am challenged often when I watch leaders, and I'm using air quotes as I'm saying leaders, uh, not really connecting with their employees in a meaningful way and not realizing that they aren't. Yeah, they don't, you know, we're, we're taught early on um, to value people on achievement or um, what hard skills uh, they possess or what hard skills they can learn. And unfortunately, um, we're at an age where we've got now the, the last two generations of um, the workforce who are not satisfied with just having value placed on what they can do. Um, I'm Gen X. And it wasn't that I was satisfied with that, but I would, I, I kind of put up with it um, and I could stay at a job or stay at a position um, because, you know, my parents did and their parents did and, and you, you exhibit loyalty. Well, now we've got uh, generations of, in, of employees who are, are going to just continue to move around until they are valued for who they are and not just for what they do. Yeah, that's such a great point. It really is different. And, Part of the reason is, um, so I'm at the very tail end of the boomers, and I think a lot of people have grown up watching their parents be loyal, but the company's not either caring about loyalty or not being able to remain loyal to them. Like, you know, when the economy crashes and companies close or you have something like Enron, you know, something happens where it just wipes out a whole bunch of employees and and so they stop and they say, okay, you know what, I, it, it, forget it. I want a better experience. I want to uh, feel like, as you said, feel like I'm contributing to something that is going somewhere and that I am valued. And, you know, as long as we can have a mutually respectful relationship, that's going to work for everybody. That's right. And alignment leadership is really predicated on the mutual uh, the partnership that exists in order to accomplish great things. Um, and so every leader uh, who um, really bases the leadership on, on how they're going to love and serve people, and then every employee who then bases how they conduct themselves in the workplace um, as it relates to um, feeling that uh, love and service, it really creates a perfect partnership um, to accomplish uh, really great things, really big things. Yeah, right. Okay, so if people are listening and they're, they're leaders in their organization, whatever, can you talk about what's unique about this versus just leadership styles or, you know, what is just basic? Absolutely. So Thanks. the first thing that we start with 
is, is we first understand um, from an alignment leadership perspective, um, how are we going to make this uh, objective and not subjective? How can I make it um, so that whether I'm in today or I've got a new leader stepping in in my place, how can the employee feel as though um, there's a, a clear uh, path for them in order to be successful? And so the first way we do that is we, we clearly identify and define for that employee what the purpose is of their role. What's the destination? Where are we going? What, you know, what are you trying to accomplish in that particular role, which then allows us to really prioritize their tasks based on that priority, on that purpose. Um, and in doing so, you get to put them on the right tasks at the right time. Um, by doing that, you allow that employee to align uh, to your organization and your organizational needs. This is not mutual alignment. First, the employee must align to you as the leader in what your department or what that role was designed to do based on your business case. Once they align to you, now as the leader, you can step in and really try and figure out from that for that employee, what does success look like for them? In other words, what is their personal purpose and how can we as an organization, um, as a leader, as a friend, help them live that out um, as well as the job purpose? Okay. Okay. Wow. This, this is so, it, it, I, I'm going to take a quick sponsor break because I want to go a little deeper on that and I don't want to get so caught up that, that I totally miss it. So hang on for one second. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are Your Oxygen Mask First by Kevin Lawrence and Breathe to Succeed by Sandy Abrams. So visit audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, explore the books that are of interest to you, and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Today we're speaking with Chris Maroff about why building the right culture will help you build your business, uh, and then that is the basis of alignment leadership. Okay, you said before the break, you said something about the purpose of the position and the goals of the person and I love that um, and I think it, it is critical I am also thinking that some people might be listening and thinking to themselves okay wait a minute how is it that I as the leader have to be thinking about what you know what matters to these people personally my focus is on the business and the business being successful so will you expand on that Definitely. Um, with alignment leadership, we also live within a concept that there's no such thing, no real thing um, called work-life balance. We believe in work-life integration. And um, over the last 100 years of um, employment, one of the things that we've really neglected as leaders is understanding what our greatest asset is. Um, back 100 years ago, the greatest asset that we had as business leaders um, and business owners was our knowledge in the industry. But unfortunately, um, in this day and age, that knowledge doesn't get you ahead. 
um, everyone has access to that knowledge. And so 100 years ago, it made sense to invest 90% of uh, our time in understanding that industry knowledge, that expertise, it, it paid off. And back then, the human element was so little, it, it counted towards so little as to the overall success of that organization. Well, here we are 100 years later, and the only asset that I have that matters is my people. It's the human element. And yet we have not evolved in the way that we invest into the one thing that will give us a competitive advantage between me and my other uh, comp uh, the competition, and that is my people. And so, yeah, it's really diving deep to understand what makes our people so unique, so special, leveraging that, yes, for the business, and getting them to understand how we're gonna leverage their, their uniqueness, um, their worldview on accomplishing great things together, but also coming alongside them as, again, a leader, a friend, uh, in order to understand, well, what's that thing in the back of your mind um, that says, hey, I still wanna pull some of your time, this, this personal passion that you might have toward a purpose, how can we learn that? So that when we learn that, it's not that we're gonna be able to create a job that perfectly aligns to their personal purpose, but we can certainly help construct a future that might include aspects of that. Okay, so that feels to me like it's a holistic approach to the employee saying they have needs outside of a paycheck, the, the feeling like they're connected to something, feeling like they're valued, but also feeling like what they're doing uh, can also be tethered to things that matter to them in their world. That's right. Yeah, really connecting and understanding their worldview. And their worldview, um, for me, is made up of five different traits. Uh, those traits are their hopes, their preferences, their traditions, their experiences, also their beliefs. Together, that represents, as a human being, my worldview. It's how I um, answer questions. It's how I enter into any meeting. Is um, a, a, a really all of those things rolled it up into my worldview. And when I come into a conversation, whether you know about my worldview or not, that is the diversity that I bring. And so this concept of really getting to know that so that you can connect that job purpose to their worldview, most importantly to the beliefs that they hold. Um, now I'm gonna get more out of that employee because I'm tapped into their passions as a human being. And that, that to me is where you're gonna have exponential product, productivity is when I can have somebody who's truly connected to what they do. Okay, so what do you say to the leader who is thinking to themselves, how do I want to say this, is thinking to themselves, um, I'm not sure I want a whole lot of diversity of view and, and people feeling like um, where they stand matters because I have a direction I'm taking this company and I just need everyone rowing in the same direction. Yeah, and you know, that, that's a great analogy, that whole rowing in the same direction. And um, unfortunately, whether you um, get everyone on your team to um, comply with that or not, doesn't really help. So um, I'm a dad of four kids. You know, I raised my kids in a certain way where I unfortunately led out of authority 
um, I didn't really care about aligning to my four little kids. And so um, the reality of that came compliance. They did comply. But man, I could have gotten so much more for them and from them if I had cared about this concept of buy-in. And if I could um, hear them um, and fight for the best idea, I, I think we could have done more in their development if I had, in a way, treated them like a volunteer rather than a child. And the same could be said at work. If I treat my employees like they're volunteers instead of um, paid labor, we're gonna get way more uh, production, way more fulfillment, uh, both as a leader and as an employee. Oh, I love that because that just rings for me that when you treat someone like they're a volunteer, your level of appreciation of them is higher. Much higher. Than, yeah, that's really interesting. So, so what is the difference between engagement and fulfillment for you? So engagement is um, kind of that buzzword that's been going around for yeah. probably the last five years and everyone's chasing it. I chased it for a long time. Um, and this idea of engagement is really kind of a, a surface level um, approach to making my employees happy. And that's not a bad thing, by the way, that's a good thing. It's just that it can't take the place of pursuing fulfillment. Uh, fulfillment for me is, a, is this idea that, man, what I just did, it was really, really hard, really difficult. Um, I didn't like doing it actually at the time, but now looking back on it, I'm really fulfilled. Like it was really satisfying because it was worthwhile work. Um, it doesn't, it's not meant to remove hard stuff. Um, the hard stuff of life creates the greatest fulfillment. And so for me, the, the difference is just diving deeper. We still want to engage with our employees. We still want to pursue them, um, but we wanna do it in a much more meaningful way, which is to tie the work they're doing um, back to an aspect of their worldview, their beliefs, um, so that when they're done, they're, they've fought through it, they've put their blood, sweat, and tears into it. Now they can look at that and say, man, that was fulfilling. And so that's really the quest is to get to that fulfillment. I see because it's such a, it's such a deeper sense of uh, connection and commitment to the greater cause of whatever that is in the company. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. And can you talk some about the financial benefits to a company just in case we have, you know, numbers people listening who... <laughs> Yeah, and that has to matter, right? I mean, we can't, uh, we're, not a, we're not a counseling session. We're not here to, uh, yeah, we, we have to make sure that it makes sense. The reality for me is I kind of backed into this um, in a way, uh, trying to seek out a, a, a solution for a couple of things. One, um, I wanted to find a solution for, um, as a leader, uh, as a CEO, always feeling um, very lonely uh, and feeling like every decision I make um, was questioned and uh, everybody took what I was doing as an act toward them or away from them, depending on, on who it was. So I wanted to solve that concept of why do I have to be so lonely uh, in this role? But the other one was, I really do believe that um, I thought going into this, that if I could get ownership distributed, which is really what we're doing with alignment leadership, you're, you're taking the ownership that I have and I'm distributing it amongst all my employees. I felt like I could get more, not just more work, not more time, but more productivity and sure, and sure enough, I would say within the first 12 months, we saw about a 40% efficiency 
um, that efficiency was calculated both in increased revenue, uh, decrease of expense, and then very specifically, a, a huge decrease in turnover, which uh, every business leader understands is the world's worst expense. Um, and so uh, based on that efficiency level, we saw a, a huge increase uh, in our overall bottom line once we could get alignment uh, toward a very specific purpose. And so for me, I have just firsthand knowledge of, of the benefit, both from a loneliness perspective, uh, but then also uh, obviously the most important one, which is um, we've got to be a business that's around in 10 years. And so the revenue side of it uh, also saw a huge boost. Yeah, I, I would imagine, because as you were talking about it, I was thinking, you're, you're absolutely right. It really is about spreading that, the ownership. When people feel like they have um, an opportunity to weigh in, right, and they have an opportunity to be part of the decisions that are being made, they make really good ones, and sometimes they come up with ideas that there's no way you would ever come up with unless you were doing their job because you're not in it all day long. And sure. so, and they feel empowered to come up with the decisions as opposed to just standing there and waiting for someone to decide for them or decision make for them. It's a powerful thing when you can create a path toward fighting for the best idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing what people can and will do when they feel like they are, have the opportunity when when the, it's that level of respect i just i keep hearing so many things in this that it's respecting other people um now i i do want to circle back to though something that you said a couple of times about what when the leader is the person's is a friend to them and on on an intellectual level i totally understand what you're saying i have to be honest and say i feel little alarm bells going off in my head um that that's going to be misunderstood sure. by some people listening. So can you define what you mean by that? So I, the idea of um, leadership being about loving and serving other people um, really resonates across all aspects of our lives. And so whether that's my spouse, whether my, my kids, um, friends that I have, for me, alignment leadership exists um, in the workplace, but even more importantly, outside the workplace. And so what, what we're trying to do is we're trying to eliminate authority. And uh, within, within, within authority, um, the, the idea of being a friend, and again, um, your alarm bells are, are correct, if, if applied in a way that um, does not let the leader uh, continue to point back to or requiring the employee to align to that job purpose, then that's not really being a friend because that's not really being true to what that role was designed for. Um, but if it really is what we would um, really use that word friend for outside of work, um, it really is um, being someone who is in full support of that person. In other words, I'm for you. And so when we can look in there, look the employee in the eye and say, listen, I'm for you. And here's the deal. The path that you have here at this organization, um, knowing what your personal purpose is in life. Uh, and it can be, I mean, all over the map. I mean, personal purpose could be, I want to make six figures someday. Um, personal purpose might be, I want to own my own business. 
well, it's really hard to stay in, in, a, in a job when you, when you really want to own your own business. And so um, as a leader, not feeling um, threatened by somebody wanting to own their own business, but instead coming alongside them and understanding what they're wanting, and maybe even more importantly, when they want it, it now allows me to understand the impact that that will have on my team, on my organization, on my responsibilities for my role, and figure out a way to not only get done what we need to get done, the job purpose, the job function has to come first. We have to accomplish the business need that's really important. Um, but while in accomplishing that, there's no reason why we can't engage our employees to fully understand. I, I, I just say it like this, it exists whether we know about it or not. Their dreams, their ideas of what their yeah. future looks like exist. We might as well join them in that journey rather than being surprised by it along the way. I think that is excellent. And, and thank you so much for explaining that because I, I think it's so great when you really are truly a friend to someone, you are helping them be the most that they can be. And part of that is having expectations of them and also appreciating and understanding that they have expectations of you and, and that they have goals and dreams and that's a good thing. And being able to talk about it openly is how everyone is elevated. Yeah, it's exciting when you can have a conversation um, with one of your employees or even um, with, let's say, a fellow leader about an employee. And, and that conversation um, is less about what that employee has accomplished or has done and more about um, what that employee wants to do. Uh, when, when, you're talking, when you're talking in those terms, what you really have um, understood is that as human beings, we have, we have intrinsic value. Um, and that value is um, uh, rolled up into that um, idea of our worldview. And that worldview is the diversity that we like to talk about all the time. Um, somebody's experiences um, impacts now uh, my worldview. When they talk to me about what they've, what they've gone through, well, then that now start, continues to inform my worldview. Um, their traditions, um, not just family traditions, but how do they traditionally show up in a particular circumstance? Well, that now informs my worldview. And if we can be lifelong learners and really celebrate the diversity of human beings and, and what they bring to the table and really understand the power of their uniqueness, well, now it really helps us understand how we can serve them, how we can um, not look at them as just a, a way to get something done, uh, but we can yeah. look at them as, um, you know, for me as a, as a leader, I want to see them excel in life in general. Um, and so I just get a lot of satisfaction and ultimate fulfillment in being this kind of a leader. It's really awesome. I just, I love this, this whole idea and this concept. And I thank you so much for joining me uh, to talk about it. And, and the book is so valuable. Will you tell the listeners how they can find the book, how they can find you? Absolutely. Um, they can go ahead and uh, follow me um, at chrismuroff.com or alignleadthrive.com. Um, and then, yeah, they can look up a line on Amazon. Nice. That, that, that is so great. Thank you so much. And, and I also like to thank the listeners. Listeners, 
this is really a really, really important um, perspective and concept that, in my opinion, is really like the foundation of being successful for the long term in your business. So reach out to Chris, get the book, really do yourself a favor and and give this an awful lot of thought and hopefully you embrace it as well. I would also like to thank our sponsor. To get a free trial of audible.com as well as a free audiobook, just go to audibletrial.com/businessgrowth to sign up. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.